G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Martin Niles is the Chief of Staff for the Australian Christian Lobby and he's joining me on the phone this week in place of Lyle, who's taking a bit of a break. Hi, Martin. How are you going? I'm well, thanks, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Well, there's plenty going on around the country today. Let's start with what's happening in Victoria and some concern there about SRI classes. Yeah, that's right. So um, in Victoria, the Andrews government has very unexpectedly announced that special religious instruction will be shifted out of class time. And so if students would like to attend that, then they've got to go to SRI in their lunch hour and the SRI classes will be replaced with what they are calling healthy relationships classes. Now, um, most of the SRI is provided by a group called Access Ministries International down in Victoria, and they had no idea that this was coming. It was just sort of sprung on them, um, and no parents, no students were consulted, so it's a little bit unfortunate, a little bit sad. Um, and also there's concerns around what those healthy relationships classes will actually be talking about. Um, some of your listeners may have heard of a program called the Safe Schools Coalition, and there's just a lot of nasty ideology in that if they look into it. And uh, the Andrews government did make a promise when they were elected that they were going to bring in some of that content into their school school curriculum as a compulsory matter in state high schools. And we suspect that uh, some of that might be in the healthy relationships classes, although they have not yet disclosed exactly what they will contain. And the fact that they haven't disclosed it yet raises a red flag in your mind? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, lack of consultation all around. Uh, so they've whipped out the SRI, they've thrown in healthy relationships, they're keeping their cards close to their chest, so it does make you wonder why. You know, when I was at school, the religious education, the RE classes, were always part of the regular school day. Once a week, people from local church groups would come in and we would be instructed in religious matters. So where has this push come from, do you think, Martin, to get rid of these classes in school time? Well, there's actually a few lobby groups set up expressly for this purpose. So there's a group called FIRUS in New South Wales that stands for Fairness in Religion in Schools, um, which is very deceptive because actually they just want to pitch religion right out of schools. Um, And they have a website that they've set up and they offer themselves for media interviews and every time there's an opportunity like this they jump in and they they say well uh, you know the the uh, religious instruction teachers are proselytizing and doing all of these things that they're not allowed to do and there's no evidence basis for that whatsoever um, uh, all they do is, is throw this around uh, and make damaging claims they've got a billboard up um, in New South Wales um, that criticizes religion in schools with some quotes from the Bible that says, you know, are you happy with your children hearing this? So there's there's groups that are very hostile towards this sort of thing. Um, I did notice also the Greens had a uh, meme on Facebook uh, directed at the New South Wales government off the back of this, and the meme said something to the effect of um, scripture teachers are allowed access to your children in schools, um, but the New South Wales government won't show this video um, that's put out by the Safe Schools Coalition 
for their Purple Pride Day. So uh, and so they're obviously pitching the two against each other. So I think um, you know we need to know where all this is coming from uh, and what the push is about. But there certainly are a lot of um, progressive groups that are very, very hostile towards this issue and are seeing it as something that they really need to attack uh, in the next year or so. So your suggestion would be to get parents across the nation to contact their local politicians and make them aware of the benefits of SRI classes in schools and that they want them to continue? Oh, yeah, I think that would be worth doing because this is going to come to your state as well. Uh, this is going to come to uh, the state that whichever state your listeners are in at the moment. And um, yeah, I think that contacting local politicians is actually very effective. Um, people sometimes underestimate uh, the value of a phone call, the value of an email or a letter, um, and also even doing that maybe more than once over a period of time. So it's, it's, worth, it's worth doing that. Local, um, the education ministers in various states um, and local authorities, it is worth letting them know um, that religious education is valuable and you do think that it's an important part of the Australian education system. Let's take a look, Martin, at what's happening in Western Australia. Of course, we know that we've got a by-election coming up in September uh, because of the death of Don Randall. It seems like Joe Hockey might be in a little bit of hot water if this election doesn't go well. Well, there were some strange reports to that effect, that uh, there were some people calling for Joe Hockey's head if the election goes badly. And I, I think I think that's because of perceptions in some parts, the Liberal Party and, and probably in some parts of the community, or maybe large parts of the community, um, that Joe Hockey has not delivered on some of the budget issues that um, the coalition is usually very, uh, very good at. And I guess there's reasons for that. There's problems with the Senate. There's problems with uh, all sorts of things. There's lots of uh, balls in the air uh, for Joe Hockey. But um, I, look, I'm not sure that Joe Hockey is the guy that needs to worry uh, quite as much as the prime minister or the opposition leader. Um, Canning is a very high stakes game and certainly the media are putting this up as a real test of uh, a test of Bill Shorten and Tony Abbott and, and who's who's got the popularity and so forth and so it is high stakes. I suspect that the outcome will make waves. Whether Joe Hockey goes, I, I don't know about that. I, I think I think that there would be pressure on the Prime Minister. Um, certainly, something will have to change. There was also talk that the Prime Minister might call an early election. Uh, I think it was March next year. Could you foresee something like that? Do you think? Um, look. That, that kind of speculation has been bouncing around for a while. Um, I don't think so. I think that the government will probably want a little bit more time. Um, I think if they go early, they could get themselves into trouble because certainly the polls have been bad for a while. So uh, I think that they'll want a little bit more time. I'm, I'm not expecting an early election. But, hey, you never know in politics. Weeks, a long time, and so much changes that anything could really happen. Well, it is indeed. And, of course, this afternoon, that decision on Dyson Hayden by Dyson Hayden will be handed down around two o'clock is what they're saying. And certainly some within the Labor Party would like to see him go and that inquiry come to an end. Yes, they would. Um, yeah, I think I think that there's some vested interests in wanting him to go because, obviously, uh, the inquiry that he's heading up is damaging to the opposition because it is an ever-present reminder to the public of the issues with union corruption. Um, look, uh, the the whole issue, I think, is a little bit of a storm in a teacup. It was billed as a um, as billed as a Liberal Party fundraiser that, that Dyson Hayden had um, had agreed to go to, and technically there was that aspect to it, but. Uh, it is a, I believe, an annual lecture on all issues related to law, and they always have a distinguished lawyer um, go and, and do that lecture. And Dyson Hayden is obviously one such person. So whether or not uh, him briefly agreeing to go to that and then realising his mistake 
really affects his ability to head up that corruption inquiry. Uh, no, I'm not so sure. People make their own judgments. But, um, yeah, certainly it's a, it's a great opportunity for a good political sideshow. We'll certainly find out the result of that this afternoon at any rate. Uh, just briefly before we go, we've heard Julie Bishop talking today about this situation about airstrikes and ISIL, and now she's calling on Europe to become more involved. There is no word yet on whether Australia is going to take up the invitation from the US. No, there isn't. And look... ACL has been sort of making noise on this issue and lobbying hard on it, but it's it's, it's very difficult. Everybody's very scared uh, to get too involved in the Middle East again, which in one sense is understandable because people have had burnt fingers for years now and the, there's no public appetite, um, particularly in the US, to put troops on the ground again and get involved and spend money. But But really, the extent of the crisis in the Middle East is just horrifying. I was reading an article even the other day and it was saying, you know, this wasn't supposed to happen in the 21st century. You know, you weren't supposed to have mass executions and cleansing of Christians. You weren't supposed to have um, systematic programs of, of rape against women. You weren't supposed to have Yazidi girls catalogued and sold at slave markets and burnt in cages. People burnt alive in cages and gay men thrown off the roofs of buildings and this kind of thing. I mean, it's just unbelievable and we're numb. We're totally numb and the media's shut down. They're not talking about it. It's too much. Um, and here we are saying, do something, you know, think of these people. Uh, and uh, there's only a little bit we can do, even if we throw money at it. But it's something. It's some humanity. Australia has a rich history of humanitarian aid. Uh, and also in the past, when these movements have got out of control in the Middle East, there have been Western nations willing to step in for the good of uh, those communities and for the sake of humanitarian uh, issues, the, the appetite to do that right now is very, very, very weak. And I think we'll look back on that and condemn it. Certainly plenty there to think and pray about. That's Martin Niles, the Chief of Staff for the Australian Christian Lobby. Martin, thanks again for your time on the phone today. No problem. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Tracy. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.